All right, everyone, welcome back to the April 2nd edition of the Walker AC Experience. I am your host. I am Adrian Back. Now, I know today is Thursday. I'm supposed to be here Wednesday. I'm not going to do another April Fool's uh, Day show. I did one a few years ago, and I'm not going to repeat that again because that's pretty lame, and I'm trying to stay away from that. So I'm coming to you live on a Thursday in my apartment, in studio audience. I know for digital download, for everything, Welcome back to the show. I am your host, Adrian. Once again, this is the Walker AC Experience. You can always, once again, reach out to us at walkerac76.podbean.com. We'd like to thank Podbean for taking my $14.99 to allow me to come to you with a microphone and a laptop and spew my gibberish for about a good 20 minutes or so to help you unplug your brain for a few minutes with everything that's going on. Last week, we spoke to my best friend in the whole world, Michael Melkor. We had part one um, of the, I guess, not necessarily interview, but just, you know, two friends sitting down and just babbling on about our past and little anecdotes here and there. But of course, I can't have this show without my best friend here. So without further ado, I welcome my best friend in the whole world of over 20 some odd years. I'm not going to tell you how long it's been because we're old. Um, Mike, welcome. So nice, we had to do it twice. Absolutely. And, and I know we talked before we started the show, but just in case, how are you today? Uh, hanging in there. I'm tired, actually. And it's... It, I, I've, I've been up since about 5.30. Getting... Well, let's see. Let's talk about a... I would say not a typical day. But a day that happens at least once a week. Um, I got up at 5.30. I shot a 10-second cameo for the Locker Room Detective Show. Um, starring former Impact and now everywhere else. Jakara, Jakara MLW, you name it. Referee Chris Levin. Um, I filmed a 10-second cameo for his show. I did some research on every women's match in OVW going back to January of last year to help fill out some of the content that we are filming and putting out while we are on Corona lockdown. And then I went and updated, did some updates for the Greater Clark Foundation website up here um, locally, Southern Indiana. And that was all before I had to log into work at 9 a.m. So... Yeah, that old, I feel like an army commercial. I've done more before 9 a.m. than most people have done all day. <laughs> and of course, I, don't, I mean, I really don't envy you. I mean, today's my day off, so um, it's been very entertaining, very entertaining off day. So I figure I might as well catch up on a little bit of things and yeah, get back in contact with you. But definitely, uh, you know, I, I know this is, I, I'm sorry, I know this is your show and I know you do the asking and you'll get back to that soon. But I have a question I have to ask you. Absolutely. You had a today. What is that like? A an off day? Having a day off, yeah. You know, I have no idea. <laughs> I've had an off day before, but normally my days off are just filled with me running errands and getting things done and producing things and working on animation and books and stuff like that. Today and today only, I literally have nothing to do. And it's the most awkward, most rewarding, most bizarre feeling ever. Oh my gosh, I miss those days. I would love to have a day 
where I just didn't have anything to do. You know, so I mean, instead of uh, being lazy and enjoying my couch and all the my little, you know, creature, you know, my, my, my little comforts in life, I decided to record a show with my best friend, and hey, why not? I mean, it's definitely a good way to spend the day off. Uh, my question to you, as we kind of riff back and forth a little bit, is, you know, I have to talk about it because everybody and their freaking grandmother talks about it, so let's just get out of the way. You know, of course, you know, you're in King Turkey, and I'm in Florida, of course. And we just recently got the word from my lovely governor that we're doing, finally, we're doing a 30-day uh, shut-in, lockdown, stay-home kind of thing here, finally. But I know you guys have had it over in Kentucky for a while. And so, now, what is that like for you guys? I know we talked about it briefly, but just as a little recap. Sure. Um, let me, I do have to, there's an ever-so-slight correction. I am technically in Indiana. Oh, okay. Louisville sits on, right on the Ohio River. On the other side, north of the Ohio River, is Indiana. Which is where I'm at. I'm 10 miles north of Louisville, but that kind of means I'm 10 miles north of Kentucky. Period. Um, Kentucky's locked down. I mean, they've got... I mean, their governor has been on point. He has been out every day, like at 5 p.m. with updates. I should send you some of the baby Yoda memes about waiting until 5 p.m. until Governor Bashar comes out that I've seen floating around here. They're actually pretty fun. Um, Indiana, I'm not going to lie, has been a little slower moving. Not as slow as Florida, mind you, which I'm sorry, but... But no, we finally, we were on, I think it was March 23rd, we were put on lockdown until April 7th. And then I think it was just a few days ago, that was extended to the end of April. Like, we just got word today, you know, I told you this before we went live, but let everybody else know, we just got word today that schools are closed for the remainder of the year. It is official. How that's going to affect my kids' education, I don't have a clue. All I know is they are now stuck at home for the rest of the year. Which, joy! <laughs> uh, and now... No, but I mean, but in all seriousness, though, they've actually been pretty, they've been pretty decent at home. They haven't been driving me up a wall yet or anything like that. But to answer your question, um... I'm the kind of person that once in a while likes my alone time and my space, which is non-existent with a wife and two kids under my roof when you're ordered to stay indoors with them for about a month and a half. This ought to be cute. <laughs> so we'll see what happens. I mean, if you, need, if you need an alibi, let me know. But uh, to my knowledge, you have a senior that's going to graduate, right? Right. So I have no idea how that's going to affect that now either. Like I said, we literally found out today they're closed for the rest of the year. So our, I would imagine our school district right now is kind of all gathered in a, whether it's Microsoft Teams or Slack or Zoom, they're in some kind of off, on you know, online meeting at right now staring at each other like, oh shit, what are we going to do? 
they're, I mean, and it's not, I'm not knocking them. That, 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 that probably sounds it wrong. But, I mean, we're, nobody has seen this situation before. You know, least of all them. They're sitting around trying to figure it out just like the rest of us. The only difference is they have to figure out now how kids are going to graduate, how they're going to pass, how they're going to learn, how they're going to do all kinds of stuff. So we're waiting to hear what they decide. But, yeah, it's, I guess that since we literally found out today, they're probably, as you and I speak, are trying to figure that out now. And, and, and that's just that's just truly insane because you know once again you know once once you graduate you want to go to college and all that stuff like that so that you know raises more raises more questions you know pretty much daily because you know long story short you know my little one he's doing his education online but he's only a sophomore so I mean you know we still, yeah. we, still you know, we still have more time to go with that yeah and that's what ours are doing is they're called e-learning or whatever it is they're doing theirs online as well. But the thing is with that, we did see, you know, the governor's update that, you know, hey, school's canceled for the rest of the year. However, they have, I think it's 20 days of learning that have to be completed in order to have had a full school year. Mm -hmm. So that has to factor into their decision too. How do we handle those 20 days? Do we just let them eat, learn for 20 days and then say, screw it, you're done? You know, how is this going to work? That's all those lovely questions that we're, we're having to wait with bated breath to find out. Oh, yes. And of course, as time goes on, like I said, we're going to have so many more questions. Uh, now, just a little small question for you. I mean, seeing as how you work for for Ohio Valley Wrestling, a wrestling organization, how does that work with you? Now, do you work from home, or do you go, you know, to I guess the the places that work production? How does that work for you working for a wrestling company? It's. I it used to be. I'd go to the arena and help film or do audio or whatever it is. Um, there's not a lot of that going on right now. Um, we're doing a lot of clip shows. A lot of what I'm doing for them, I'm having to do from home. You know, the, the research I had to do, you know, looking up every women's match going back the last year plus, I just had to go online and find them and list them. Here's the date, here's the episode number or the show. Here's what happened and just send all that to them. I think it was like seven pages worth I just sent through Google Docs. I put it together and saved it and sent it to Al and our production manager and so they had it on hand so they knew what they were working with trying to put, you know, trying to put a, trying to put this episode together featuring the women of OVW. And yeah, what I do, I'm having to do from home. And now, of course, like I mentioned last time, you know, you know, pay is nobody's business. But I mean, does this still affect your pay, or does your pay remain the same? Um, not real sure. But we'll cross that bridge when we get to it, I guess. Hmm. Okay. And now, I mean, you know, I, I don't, know. I don't see it being very much of a change. Right. From what I understand, I don't think. I don't think there's going to be much change to it, but, you know, if anything unusual does happen, who knows? Uh, but as far as I know, nothing, 
I haven't heard any indication that anything will change. Let me put it that way. Right, I got you. Uh, over on my end, uh, my, my occupation is labeled essential. So, you know, I'm still required to go to work, still required to make a living, you know, but but in my certain, uh, not, not necessarily situation, it's not a situation, uh, with my certain job, I'm very blessed, I'm very lucky that I'm secure. So, you know, I don't have to worry about much. You know, thank heavens, knock on wood. I should probably back up. I had answered that question as if we're talking about OVW, which I, again, I haven't heard any indication of any change. My nine to fiver, working IT for Young Branch, no, none of that will be affected. Oh, good. Despite the fact that I am now work from home until at least the end of April, if not longer, no, none of that will be affected. Okay, yeah, that's, of course, that's definitely a good thing, so that's good. That's good with that. I mean, uh, you know, we're, we're, we're handling the situation pretty well. You know, uh, my little one isn't stir crazy, and I'm not going crazy because I love my castle. I love where I live. So staying home, laying on my couch is not necessarily a bad thing. Going to work isn't a bad, isn't a bad thing either. So, you know, my, uh, my life uh, hasn't really changed that much. Knock on wood. You know, so you know, life is still good. Well, that's good. That's, that's good to know. Mine... I mean, there's really been very little change other than we don't go out as much. So work, I think the biggest change has been work because I don't go to the office at all. You know, I work from home every day now. And holy cow, I hope this continues after this is done. <laughs> I, love having a, I'm, I'm, I love having a work commute that goes from my bedroom across the hall to my office. Hey, I mean, that definitely saves you from getting up, shit showering, and shaving, so that's definitely a plus. You know? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, if I choose to shit shower and shave, I can. If not, <laughs> I don't have to. Deal with it. <laughs> exactly. They don't have to smell you, you're still getting paid. Um, yep. So, so, so now that we got that out of the way, because... You know, no, no, not too many people want to hear about that anymore because you know that's in our face twenty four seven. You know, sixty five. You know, sixty five. No matter what. You know, unfortunately, we have to hear it. We have to deal with it. <laughs> to be fair, I don't think a lot of people want to hear about shitting, showering, or shaving either. So, yeah, oh, that's true. <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> Moving on, indeed. Now, of course, you get caught up. You know, the last last week we talked about like you know, like you know, the little memories we had working at the movie theater, the people we've encountered. And stuff like that. So I know you had a week to think about it, and, and not to put you on a spot or anything. But you know, uh, before we get to the present, what 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 is what is any more of the memorable things you and I experienced? You know, back in good lord, late nineties, early two thousands. Um, I'll mention one word, and I'll have you rant about it for a few seconds if you can. Ready? Sure. <laughs> no, no, and no pressure. Um, let's go for the, uh, the sound of, uh, cow shit hitting the floor. Palatka. Oh, sweet Jesus. <laughs> You're only giving me a minute to rant about this? Oh, please, you got as much time as you want. This is my show. Oh, my Lord. Um, oh, gosh. Um, <laughs> <sighs> no. I know it's not... I know it's not fashionable to claim PTSD now, unless you legitimately do, because that's a thing that people legitimately have, apparently, that weren't under constant fire in Vietnam. But 
you know what? I'll sum this up. I can bring this up to current events because I told my wife about this. You've heard about or seen or familiar, I'm sure, that show Tiger King on Netflix. Right. Now, for, for those of you who don't know, and oddly enough, I'm one of them. I mean, I've been on my couch for about a couple of weeks now. Everybody talks about Tiger King. I have not seen it yet. And that's one of my things tonight. I'm going to pop on Netflix and I'm, I'm going to watch Tiger King. But by all means, please continue. I'm not. And I'll tell you why I'm not. All right. Because I lived in it for two years. You're the one that brought up the lack of buddy. <laughs> I've already lived there. If I wanted to see, oh, oh, oh. <laughs> no, 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 hold on, no, hold on, hold on. I apologize. Hold on. I mean to cut you off. Please explain to our audience what Tiger King is, just in case they've been living under a rock and have no idea what it's about. And well, like I said, I haven't seen it either. Based on the descriptions I've heard about it, I'm not going to. It's apparently about a. I'm going to see if I have this straight. A homosexual zookeeper who looks after 200 tigers who has two straight husbands and deals with a whole bunch of crazy, possibly redneck drama. But with that description, that doesn't sound too interesting. So I really don't know what the fad is when it comes to uh, this show. It's, it's apparently train wreck entertainment. Like, those reality shows where people are just behaving so awful, or their characters, people so weird that you can't turn away from looking at them kind of like a train wreck. That's apparently the appeal to it. But yeah, again, the problem is, Bringing this back to your question about Palacca, Florida. I lived in that shit for two years. <laughs> no fucking thank you. I don't care to relive it. And of course, and of course, for those of you in the audience that does have no idea what we're talking about, Mike, would you please explain what Palacca, Florida is? Just, just, just a little filibuster. I'm, I'm sorry. I, I, I stand corrected first. Three years, three years, I spent there. If, it's your, lack of a small town in Florida, in between Gainesville and Daytona Beach. Um, your description of it leading this question was pretty apt. The sound cow shit makes when it hits the ground. <laughs> I mean, you know, there's... I mean, you can do the math on that one, you know. <laughs> I remember driving to Palaka. I remember you telling me where you lived. I drove through Paducah, Florida to get to Palaka. And you told me, and I quote... The highlight of Palaka is a local subway. That's where you met me at to take me to your home in Palaka, Florida. I went to the community subway to meet you there. Well, actually, I kind of stand corrected on that. There is one, exactly one good thing 
about Palaika. Angel's Diner. The original Angel's Diner. You know, in every like hard-boiled detective story or whatever, the little boxcar diner where you get the really greasy but really good food. Mm -hmm. That's Angel's. That's Angel's. And they're pretty good. That is the, yeah, alone highlight about that town. If, I'll tell you what, to give your fine listeners an idea, um, if anyone out there is familiar with a travel channel show called The Dead Files, it is um, a psychic medium and a New York former homicide detective, each working separately. You know, people say, hey, there's this weird shit going on in my house. These two come in. The medium goes through the house and tries picking up on spirits. The detective, meanwhile, is out in the town gathering facts, you know, what may have happened, the history of this. At the end of the show, they both come together with the family and explain what's going on in their house and how they can fix it. I had to explain all of that to tell you there is an episode of that show that takes place in Palatka, Florida. Really? At Steamboat Willie's specifically, a bar in downtown that I've been to. That's apparently haunted AF. (laughs) Steamboat Willie? Yes. Is the name of the establishment. That's that. That's scary. Yep. <laughs> so yeah. So hopefully that gives you more of an idea. There is an episode of, I mean, and this show's been going on about 13, 14 seasons. It's been on a while. So there's an episode of a very well-established haunted place show set there. Now, which leads me to my next. <laughs> Which leads me to my next question. How did you escape Palatka, Florida? Um, there's a real easy answer to that. <laughs> All right. Don't blink because you might miss it. <laughs> you know how I escaped Palatka? Oh. I got divorced. That's how. <laughs> Not touching that. I'll just say congratulations. You've escaped uh, unscathed, and uh, yeah. <laughs> I don't know about unscathed, but thank you. I'll take it. Well, I mean, I mean, therapy is still in order. It's, it's, it's still being had. So we're we're, we're going to jump all over the board here a little bit. Um, I, you know, you and I have lived in Daytona Beach, and we lived in separate places. You know, always found ways to visit one another. And uh, what's, what's really one of the most comical things is uh, mine and my family at that time moved to Kissimmee Celebration Area. And then, lo and behold, you moved, what, not even a mile away? And then, and then after... Um, no, it was a couple miles. Yeah, a couple, but, mi- yeah, a couple miles away. And then you and I were excited. Drive, yeah, you, you and I were excited. We're like, okay, fine. It's been years since we hung out. We finally hung out and have a good time and blah, blah, blah. 
and then my life turns upside down and I leave that you know I leave said area so that's just that's just funny all in itself um, what what so wait is this so wait is this a story all about how your life got flipped turned upside down sorry <laughs> I, I just passed that one up <laughs> you had to do it it's, it's okay you had to. I did I, I did I had to as a matter of fact but yeah sorry it's, it's okay. I mean, it, it, it wasn't really comical like the Fresh Prince. I wish it was. But uh, so, 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 so pretty much after Palaka, after Kissimmee, um, what took you guys, you know, like over to Indiana slash Kentucky? Well, there were a couple things. Um, her parents live up in this area. Well, I should say Kentucky. They're not in this area, about an hour, hour and a half out from us, but they're near here. She had gotten a job offer as a teacher um, in this area. Now, by that, I mean about five miles south, right outside of Louisville, right on this side here on the Indiana side. Um, and to be honest, I, once those two things fell into place, I took the opportunity to haul ass because I'd been wanting to leave Florida since I was in 10th grade. Mind you, there are some reasons I'm glad I didn't. You, for one, we wouldn't have met if I had, so there's that. Right. There's a couple other things that I'm, you know, things happen for a reason when they happen, so I'm fine with it. But yeah. I finally had the opportunity to move the hell out of Florida, so I took it. <laughs> oh, that's true. I mean, there I was... were some. There were some things and some people that I had to leave behind that did kind of suck. Again, such as yourself, quite a few others. Um, great Scott. You'll know who that is. Yes, Mr. Perfect um, Scott. Yes some family that I've had, things like that. You know, there's some people I had to leave that I didn't want to. But, I mean, the benefits outweighed, the benefits outweighed staying behind. At the end of the day, they really did. So, I remember, I finally remember having a discussion with my brother once. After there was some hints, not necessarily from him, but there were some in the family hinting about, you know, maybe moving to out to South Carolina where they were. And I told my brother point blank, I've, I've not had a better job ever in my life than I have here. I finally got my bachelor's degree here. I work with OVW. There's a whole lot of stuff. I'm doing better here after five years than I did in Florida for 40. Why on earth would I want to leave that? Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, and that's, you know, and of course that's something, you know, you know, the selfish part of me, you know, says, oh man, you know, he's gone, my best friend's gone. You know, but another part of me is like, you know, I'm extremely happy, you know, because you made the most of the opportunity. Your wife made the most of the opportunity. The kids are happy, you know, and they're doing their own thing, you know, and to me, it's a perfect scenario for you because you made the most out of it and you are doing your dream job and not a whole lot of people can say that. 
Yeah, and to be honest, the selfish, the selfish part of me wants to tell you, get your kids, you know, to, to, to quote Sam Tennyson, get your kids, get your shit, make one trip, get up here. <laughs> well, I mean, you know, I really thought about it too. I won't, I won't lie, I thought about it. At one point in time, I really thought about making that change, you know, but, but you know, something in, uh, something in, you know, in the clouds or the spirits or whatever you believe, you know, took me to a place right now to where I am ultra happy, ultra comfortable, uh, stable, and everything else. Sure. You know, but anything can change. And anything can change. I mean, yeah, anything can change. I mean well, well, and I was going to say, you think, I mean, you know, if things, it's the same thing. I had to leave in order for life to improve for me. You didn't. And if things are going great for you there again, why disturb that? If everything is in place where it should, you know, things, I ain't going to get too spiritual on folks. I don't know what everybody's beliefs is, but I know what mine are. All I'm going to say is that I do believe everything happens for a reason. Absolutely. If that means me coming up here to improve finding my family situation, if that means you being unfortunately five states away, but if everything is going that great for you and yours, it must have been meant to be that way. And there you have it. So, that's <laughs> how I feel. In, in a nutshell. But, uh, well, actually, there is something I've been harboring for, let me see, I think it was over, over 15 years. Now, I'm actually going to let this out. And once again, the reason why I do shows like this is, you know, I used to do a show once a week, you know, just as a little labor of love, you know, but now it's turned into a two-year project of me doing this show. And whether I have 50 listeners or five listeners, you know, I am proud of this show. I've been fully blessed to have the opportunity to create a show like this that actually has listeners. You know, they actually email me and write me and thank me and criticize me for the show and... You know, not a whole lot of people can can do this, and I'm I'm, I'm pretty proud, and I'm pretty humbled that I can actually do this show and and, and have this form. Yeah, and actually have this form because nowadays, right now, people are at home, they're looking for entertainment. You know, and they have various podcast shows out there, TV, radio, various things of the sort, and I keep it all positive. But for the first time, Mike, you and I have never had a fight. We've never had a beef. We've never had disagreement, to my knowledge. Am I correct in saying that? Not that I remember. Yeah, we've been friends since ninety, <laughs> since ninety four, and never had a disagreement, never had a fight or anything. But for the first time on my show, I have a problem with you. I have a beef with you, Mike. I've had a beef that I've held in for fifteen years, and I want I want to talk to you about it. You know, um, this this isn't a bit or anything of the sort. This is just kind of true to life. And I was actually mad at you for a while, Mike. You know why? What I do now. <laughs> There's a nice little, a nice little pause in that dramatic pause. Well, it's and that's a phrase that you know I hear my name, and half the time that's my answer because it it don't surprise me that I rub somebody the wrong way somehow. Unfortunately, I I suck to hear that it's you, and I am curious to hear as to what I did, but yeah. Half the time I hear my name, I'm like, what I do now? 
Oh, well, I'm, I'm, oh. Actually, well, I'm actually, it's my shtick. When people say my name, I'm like, oh, what it is? What did I do now? Here I go. I'll apologize right. for it now. Right. But, but um, let's, 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 let's take a trip in a Wayback Machine, Sherman. Um, you introduced me to someone many, many years ago at Daytona Beach. And, of course, I'll say the first name. You remember Heather? <laughs> now, of course, for all of you uninitiated, I'll explain. It was it was uh, in, in the late '90s, so no worries, people. In the late '90s, uh, okay, this is more than 15 years. Yes, yeah, <laughs> we'll, we'll go to 15. But no, I mean the reason why I say 15 because it's because it came to me 15 years ago. I never had the opportunity to talk to you about it. But uh, you, you introduced me to a young lady because you're trying to connect me with, 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 with people in the outside world because I hate people. And uh, I met this young lady, thanks to you, and we had a good time. And me, you, her, uh, Deborah, your girlfriend at the time, and uh, Aaron, I believe, uh, Grim, or whatever we, whatever we called yeah. him back then. Yeah. You had the audacity, the temerity. <laughs> To take me to a concert, Mike. You took me to a concert in Daytona Beach in this little hole in the wall. Did you remember any of this? Um, <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Now, see, the reason why I'm pausing so much because I want the listeners to um, really, really focus in on this. But go ahead, Mike. What are you going to say? A flock of seagulls at 600 North. But please continue. <laughs> you took me to see a flock of seagulls with Heather and a group of people. Yes. You know, I've I've heard jokes about flock of seagulls. I've never knew who they were and what they did. That was the absolute worst concert, if you want to call it that. A small gathering of maybe 15, 20 people. Ever. Ever, Mike. Ever. And I remember... You're your friend Aaron dancing along with the music, and I'm just sitting there just staring at people. And you were having a good time, Heather was having a good time, Debbie was having a good time, and I'm sitting here in my 20s watching Flock of Seagulls for over an hour. And I swore <laughs> that if I didn't love you so much, I would have strangled you right there. But a Flock of Seagulls never left my mind because of that one. You know, yeah, and of course, I'm truly hoping for an apology for that because it happened all so many years ago, but I never got an apology for that. Why Flock of Seagulls, Mike? Tell me why. Why Flock of Seagulls? I'm. I'm surprised you didn't know who they were going in. <laughs> that was my I fault. Mean, you'd heard. You'd heard I ran before then, right? Of course. And I ran. I ran. How can Okay. Anyway. Okay. I, because of similar music taste, because we do have similar music taste. Absolutely. Not completely the same, but very, very similar. I thought that was something you would be into. And the problem is, I was probably a little inebriated when the suggestion came around. I don't damn well I was a little inebriated at the show. 
Mm-hmm. I only drink a handful of times a year, and a lot of that's because what I did when I was younger around, oh, I don't know, 93, 94, 95. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, I... I thought it would be a good time. I was not in my right mind when things had happened, thanks to chemicals, a lesson I've also learned. Should have known before then, although now to be fair, I only drink literally a couple times a year. Again, partly because of that, partly because I come from a family full of alcoholics. But anyway, I have thought you might enjoy things a lot more than they turned out to. And I'm sorry that you didn't, and I'm sorry I had to put you through that. <laughs> that was my mistake. <laughs> well, I mean, I believe after 20 years, I can find it in my heart to forgive you for that. I just had to just had to bring that to your attention there. So that's one of the little memories sure. that I really had to bring up. Uh, but speaking of memories, and as we're playing the word game, I'll throw another word at you, and, and I'll let you tell me what you think of it. Okay, this may have to be the last one simply because i got to get dinner on and ready and wife's about to log off and I'll have to transition over to family stuff. No, but, that's, that is no problem. We'll, we'll definitely have a part three, but this is my last my last one to you for now. Okay. Okay. We'll have to do a third one, assuming I'm not going to come under fire for taking you to any other shitty shows. <laughs> no problem. Prince. Oh. The, 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 I, I hate the term goat. I want to kick people in their balls when I hear that. But one of the, I'll put it to you like this. Prince is not one of the greatest musicians ever because he's my favorite. Prince is my favorite because he is one of the greatest musicians ever. Does that make sense? In other words, I don't go off about how good Prince is just because he's my favorite. The whole reason he is my favorite is because I found out how damn good that man was at what he did. Yep. And you introduced me, I mean, of course I knew who Prince was, but you introduced me to a deeper deeper, deeper collection of his music, and you actually went, you actually went to, to his home, right? I did at one point go to Paisley Park, yes, not his home, his studio, but yes, I did. Nobody was there, it was closed. <laughs> I got to look at it from the street and take pretty pictures, I got as far as the parking lot, but yeah. And this was long before, of course, he had died, but yeah, I've got pictures. Yeah, I was there. Didn't go in, but I was there. Yeah. And uh, and, and, and now one final thing before we close up shop for this particular, you know, part of the trip here down memory lane. Um, just give the listeners one quick little brief um, thing about your eclectic taste in music. <clears throat> well, I'll give you two. Because let's talk about the Prince example first. All right. Um, on the Black Album, I think it's the next to last or second to last song. Two 
word I can't say, nor am I going to. It's half of what could be considered a racial slur, so I'm not even going to do it. Two, like, united for West Compton. I want you to go listen to that. Okay. It's an instrumental piece. Just a full-on freaking jam period. About a good six, seven, eight minutes long. Just nothing but going off. I want you to listen to it. And when you do, I want you to keep in mind that Prince played every single instrument on it. Really? Everything. Huh, okay. I could, I could definitely do that. Now, with that, I mean, in, in, in part three of this continuous thing, we're going to dip more into your music. Because a long story short... Oh, <laughs> that's going to make me happy. So a long story short, we're going we're to save the best part for last. You know, your, your taste in music, how you, you introduced me, to so many artists, so many types of music, mashups, everything. I mean, to me, you are the epitome of like a music genius. You know, because there's so much out there that you introduced me to in such a short period of time that it still sticks with me to this day. And so I definitely wanted to touch upon that, you know, in our next segment. But uh, for now, I mean, any parting words for now before, before we end this little chapter? So we'll leave a quick teaser on that I I had I remember being at work once had my Johnny Cash shirt on um and some girl came by she's like I didn't know you listened to Johnny Cash I'm like yeah like there's not much I don't and we were talking for a bit you know what's your favorite type of music what you like blah blah nothing no flirting no hit on it it's all I was up here I was well married to striking up a conversation with a co-worker and I finally wound up telling her my favorite musician of all time is Prince I'm a certified headbanger you see the Johnny Cash shirt on you see the Johnny Cash shirt on me I have a monkey and a Wu-Tang shirt sitting in my cupboard at home what you want to know <laughs> and a classic four horseman t-shirt but that's for another day I will leave you with what I'm assuming we're going to do this again next week, which Absolutely. I can't wait for. Absolutely. Hopefully this won't go over like Flock of Seagulls did. Hopefully this will go over a little better. But <laughs> if we're going to get on music, I'll give you a suggestion to go listen to, watch, actually, before we convene next week, reconvene. Go on YouTube. People may have already seen this plaster all over my social media, which whatever, you'll probably see it some more too. Go to YouTube, look up Code Orange. In fear of the end. I think we talked about this last week, I remember talking about this with somebody. Watch that less than an hour music performance. And if WWE or any of these other companies want a textbook case of how you play to a building, of how you play to a building with no audience, those cats will show you how it's done. 
And that new album of theirs is a killer to boot. So, Code Orange, write that name down. Right, I can already tell you where you've heard them before, as a matter of fact. From uh, Tommy N's uh, theme music, right? Nope. You're close, but no. The Fiend. Oh, really? The new version of his music. That's them. That's Code Orange. I thought they did Tommy N's uh, music. Oh, okay. They played it live once at Takeover, but they do not. They didn't perform it originally. Okay. They did record the Fiend's music, though. That is them. Well, I'll definitely take a listen to it. I mean, and with that, you know, I thank you once again for another amazing, amazing sit-down conversation. Not an interview, but amazing sit-down conversation. We still have part three to tackle, and I guarantee you, part three, we dip into music. Yeah, we're, we're going to have time on this one, folks. So uh, clear out oh. some time. Definitely cut off some time on that one. Beetlejuice, not so fast around, boy. We're gonna have some laughs. <laughs> Thank you once again, Mike. You know, you know, like you know, like for your time and, and, and doing this with me. Thank you. This has been a heck of a lot of fun. Cool. I will hang up with you and do some plugs, and we'll reconvene next week. All right, that sounds good. I will talk at you next week. All right, brother. Take care. All right, you too, and thank you again. You all stay safe. I'll talk at you soon. All right, bye-bye. Bye-bye. So once again, that was my dear, sweet, personal best friend, the whole entire world, the man I give to show off my back, take a bullet for, hop in front of a train, Michael Melkor. Of course, I will send you links. You can follow him on OVW Wrestling. He's a producer. He works backstage doing his dream job. Hell of a guy, hell of a family man, hell of a storyteller. We're going to have part three talking about his deep, deep sense of music. Um, Of course, with us, always follow us on uh, walkerac76.pondbean.com. Follow me on Instagram for a little pick-me-up under walkeracexperience. Follow me on TikTok under Walker AC. I do little bits and bobs here and there, just mainly advertisement. Also, if you want to see my animation of Henry the Fox, you can look up YouTube under Walker AC. That's where you see the Henry the Fox show along with past episodes of the Walker AC experience. I got nothing to show, just slacking majestically. Also, once again, we're still in the process of finding a home for the Henry the Fox animation channel. Just stay tuned to that, folks. Because if you haven't seen Henry the Fox, I recommend go watching it. It is good, it's family friendly, and it's safe, I promise you. And feel free to reach out to us at slackingmajestically01 yahoo.com. That's slackingmajestically01 yahoo.com. Be safe, take care of yourself. No matter what, have fun. Don't forget to smile. Don't forget to laugh. Life's too short for pain and misery and agony and bitterness. You never know when your ticket is up. Have a good time and laugh. Laugh, laugh, laugh. Have a good time. Listen to the shows. Follow. And we'll see you next week.